The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, if you like the content today, I want you to go and click the subscribe button to make sure that you get all of the future content that we're putting out on a weekly basis on all things investment banking recruiting related, okay? Now today, I wanna to talk about uh, one of the biggest things that um, prevents people from being successful and it's called ego, okay? And I see this a lot um, where sometimes, I don't know at what point you know we kind of became uh, conditioned as a society to you know act all macho and um, basically become too proud to get help, right? Um, because I hear a lot of students all the time where they say, "Oh, I would never uh, pay for help to get into investment banking," or you know, if I can't get into investment banking on my own, then I don't deserve to be in investment banking, uh, or I don't, I don't, I don't deserve to become an investment banker, right? Now. That's a um, pretty crazy mindset to me because if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, uh, the most successful people in their respective fields, okay, I'm talking about the people at the pinnacle of their professions. The way that the most successful people think is they're always looking for any competitive advantage they can get, no matter what it may be, right? Like they just they just want to win, right? So for example, we look at LeBron James. He is arguably the greatest. A basketball player of all time, right? And some people say Michael Jordan, some people say LeBron James. Is, there's good arguments for either, but he's one of the greatest uh, players of all time that we've ever seen, right? And the reason why he's one of the greatest players of all time is actually not just because of how good he is, but it's because, I mean, as, as of the time of this article, said so he was 33. Now he's 35. He just won a championship with the LA Lakers, right? He's coming off of his 17th season in NBA. He's still one of the best players in the entire league now. So one of the most impressive things about LeBron is not just his skill set, but it's actually just um, how 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 much longevity he's had, how long he's been at the top of the game, how many years he's gone to the finals, right? I think, um, I mean, aside from last year, he's basically gone to whatever, 9, 10, 11 finals. I've lost count at this point, right? And why is he able to do this though? Well, you, you see the headline here. He invests uh, 1.5 million dollars a year in his body. Okay, that's an investment that he's making in his in himself, right? And and this this figure is actually sourced from Maverick Carter, who's one of his closest friends, right, and his business partner. Okay, so he spends one and a half million dollars on things like, uh, you know, trainers and chefs and. Uh, workouts like um he has he builds his own home gyms he he does uh, cryo chambers he does uh hyper hyperbaric chambers he does um, massages and compression sleeves and shorts and boots and you know um what else ice baths massage therapists you know personal chef again like so he's doing all these things this is a lot more than what the typical NBA player will even do, right? I mean, one and a half million dollars. I mean, of course, LeBron can afford it, but most NBA players won't spend this much money on their own body. But the thing is, like, 
you might balk at that and say, oh, like that's, well, he's, he has spent so much money. But think about how much money that has made him in the long run, right? Like his, his, his teammates said, hey, a lot of people think it's a big expense, but that big expense has allowed him to make a lot more money for a long period of time. Like if LeBron hasn't been this good for this long, he would not be one of the richest athletes in the world right now, right? So that's why this is an investment in himself, and he, he he's getting a massive ROI on this, right? So the same thing comes on, uh, the same thing is true when it comes to like something like you know investment banking recruiting, right? Like obviously, you know you might think I'm biased for saying this because we offer a service that helps students get into investment banking, but anytime I hear students say like, well, I, I just I just won't pay for help, it's like, but why not? What what if? What if that help is literally going to be the difference between you getting this job that's going to pay you six figures right out of school or not, right? Like you're saying you won't pay a little bit of money up front to get the result that you want, but you're willing to pay for not getting in in the long run. Like if you don't get the job that you want, you're going to be paying either way, right? Like if you graduate into a job that's only making $50,000, $70,000 a year, I mean, the average college grad in the United States makes $50,000 a year right out of school. So if you're graduating the job that makes $50,000 a year as opposed to making, you know, $130,000 to $150,000 as a first-year analyst in banking, are you paying or not? You're still paying. You're paying just by making a lot less in terms of your annual income, right? And not just, not just your first year, not just your second year, but more importantly, this affects your entire career trajectory for, for the rest of your career, Right? Um, I was talking to one of my other coaches just a week ago that works for me. And, you know, he worked in banking. He was an analyst and he was an associate. And then uh, now he's working in private equity and he he just graduated from Wharton Business School. And he was telling me, he's like, it's crazy how much your starting point for your career, how much your first job really affects the rest of your career. And he was like, these are things that most college students just aren't thinking about because they don't, they just don't know. They just don't know to think that far. They haven't been through it yet. But now, like for those of us that are older, like both he and I are older, right? Like we come out the other side and we've been working for a while. And as we're looking back, we realize just like how important getting your career off on the right foot really is, right? And so this this whole mentality of like, hey, if I pay for something, then uh, I don't, do, if I have to pay for something or to help me get into you know, must making that I don't deserve to be a must maker. It's like, does anyone look at LeBron James and say, oh, well, LeBron is only this good because he spent one and a half million dollars a year on his body. Therefore, you know, he doesn't deserve to be called one of the greatest players in the game or he doesn't deserve to have all the championships that he's won. No, nobody says that. Everybody just looks at LeBron in amazement in awe of what he's been able to do. At the end of the day, that's all people are going to remember is what you were able to accomplish they're not going to remember like, you know, for the most part, how you really got there. Right. And also, more importantly, regardless of what other people think. Right. Um, what's more important is for you, like the satisfaction and the fulfillment that you're actually going to get out of your career. A large part of that comes from how successful you end up in your career. Right. Like how big of an impact were you able to have in your career? How much were you able to learn in your career? Right. And of course, like things like that are more monetary and and like, you know, how much money you make over the span of your career. Those are the things that are going to determine your level of satisfaction, your level of fulfillment. Right. Um, and, and those are the things that are going to determine what kind of lifestyle you're going to be able to afford for yourself 
and also the people that you love and care about, like your family and your kids and your wife and your husband and whoever, right? Even your parents. And so those are the things that really matter. It's not like, oh, well, I'm too proud to get help or that that's that's your ego talking, right? Or like you say, well, if I can't get it on my own, then it doesn't matter. Like that's that's a very selfish thing to do because you could have done so much better, right? Not just for yourself, but for the people around you. And you chose not to because, you know, you're too cool. You're too cool to get help. It doesn't make any sense. And so anyway, I, you know, this is a, a bit different from kind of like the topics that we typically talk about, which are, you know, more tactical things like talking about how to interview and uh, how to network with bankers and things like that. But uh, this is not the sexy stuff, but your mindset and your decision making process, you know, how you think about uh, the investments that you make or don't make. Those things are just as important, if not more important, because if you have the wrong mindset or if you don't model your thinking after the most successful people in the world, then you're probably not going to get the type of results that the most successful people in the world get, right? Because your inputs determine your outputs, okay? So um, I just want to kind of like help you guys reframe that a little bit and, you know, give you a different point of view for how you, how you kind of think about that kind of stuff. Investing yourself is always a good thing. It's one of the best things you can do is just to invest in yourself, invest in your education. Like that's why you go to college, right? Because that's an investment in yourself, right? So, you know, nobody says, hey, I'm not going to go to college because if I have to pay for an education, then I don't deserve to be here, right? So just want to squash that silly thought once and for all. Hopefully you guys found this to be helpful and uh, that'll be it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.